Sidaka stretches that you should not do. Hello and welcome to episode 66 of the Low Back Pain Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Grant Elliott with Rehab Fix Online Low Back Program. And today's topic is sciatica stretches that you should probably not be doing that could be making you worse in your rehab. And we're going to explain why. And a lot of these might help some light bulbs go off and could totally change your current approach to sciatica recovery. If you have not joined our private Facebook group called Rehab Fix Online Low Back Program, you need to do so. Here you can interact with me one-on-one and we have our step-by-step Sadika recovery guide that you will be tagged in immediately just by joining the page and you can go through the step-by-step guide yourself to see if you can help fix yourself in regards to Sadika and Remove that confusion, remove that uncertainty, and start to put together a clear step-by-step plan for your low back and for your sciatica. So let's get right into it. For many people struggling with sciatica, some of the stretches that are very commonly prescribed are going to be variations of hamstring stretches and piriformis stretches. Now, let me just immediately address what some of you might have noticed by doing these stretches. If you are the type of person where you're getting out of bed, you're noticing your sciatica is a little bit more sensitive in the morning, bending over to put your socks and shoes on a little bit more sensitive, maybe even standing up straight after sitting in a a while is, is tight or sensitive, you're probably noticing that one leg or one glute is always feeling tighter than the other with that sciatica. It's always feeling tighter. So you go to your chiropractor or physical therapist or medical doctor, whoever you're going to see for your sciatica, they they tell you to stretch it. Your hamstring feels tighter, stretch it. Or maybe you're just finding this out online, doing your own independent searching. And what you might notice is when you try to stretch the hamstring that feels tighter due to the sciatica, you might notice initially it flares it up and it makes it worse. Are you noticing that? If you're noticing that, I encourage you to listen to your body. There are some stretches that we include in our Sataka guide and in our coaching throughout our program that initially might feel uncomfortable, but it should not increase sciatica. There's a completely different you know, path for these types of movements. Some people say, is it a good pain? Is it a bad pain? These are things that we go through in our program, yes, but Even if there's a movement where it's like, yeah, you got to work through the pain a little bit. There are some movements like that, but working through the pain is not the same thing as feeling your sciatica increase. There are no rehab exercises that we should do that are increasing your sciatica consistently. So if you are stretching that hamstring and you're feeling your sciatica increase while you do it, that is not an exercise that you should be doing. It's not a stretch that you should be doing because it is putting tension on a nerve that is already irritated. It's like if you strained your bicep muscle and then you're consistently stretching your bicep muscle while it's slightly torn and irritated. That's not a good idea. And a lot of people in our program were previously told or were previously performing on their own hamstring stretches that they found just consistently flared up. Yeah, I stretch it, I stretch it, it just feels more tight after, feels flare up after, but I feel like I gotta stretch it because it's so tight. The same thing goes for the piriformis, except 
with an addition of low back mechanics. Many people, when they're stretching that piriformis, the leg is not fully extended, so the nerve is not fully tensioned as one might perform in a hamstring stretch because the knee is bent. When your leg is fully extended, the nerve is fully extended. When your knee is bent, the hamstring or the sciatic nerve rather is not fully tensioned. But in most piriformis stretches, the individual is grabbing that knee and they're bending forward a whole bunch to try to get the deepest stretch that they can. And this is usually putting their lower back in flexion, in loaded flexion, repetitive loaded flexion. Flexion meaning rounding, rounding forward like you're trying to put your socks and shoes on, the very thing that's troubling you right now. And that would tell us right away, that's also probably not an advantageous stretch for you to do right now. Because what that's doing is that's putting extra pressure on your discs while also increasing nerve tension. And what most people find with disc issues and static issues is that rounding or flexion of the lower back tends to not feel so good. The longer they sit, the worse they feel. Once again, bending over to put socks and shoes on. They feel that tension increasing in their back. They feel that tension increasing in their leg. And this is because a flexed posture increases pressure on the disc. More pressure on the disc puts more pressure on the nerve. And now you feel more symptoms. So any stretches that resemble these things, that resemble increasing pressure in the low back or increasing tension on the nerve are usually the first things that we remove in our low back program. For our clients who are doing a whole wide array of things like, hey, I want to know what I should be doing. I want to know what I should not be doing. What exercises should I or should I not be doing and with my own routine? These are things that we assess in every one of our clients. And the first things that we temporarily remove, note I'm not saying permanently, temporarily remove are any stretches that involve tensioning the nerve or increasing disc pressure because we don't want them to continue sensitizing their nerve or their disc. We don't want to pick that scab, right? We want to give it a chance to chill and focus on the exercises that are going to reduce their sciatica, reduce their disc pressure, give the disc the, disc the movement it wants for it to feel better and for it to go a direction that, that decreases its symptoms, that decreases its sensitivity, that puts less pressure on it. That's what we want to do. So you can understand this principle and you can apply this principle because that's what you want to learn throughout your low back rehab. You want to learn principles that you can apply to multiple things so that you can become in control of your lower back recovery. But we can implement these principles so that any stretch that puts tension in the nerve, any stretch that puts flexion with load on the lower back, if you have this type of flexion intolerant low back disc and sciatica issue that we've discussed, is not going to be something you want to do right now. It's going to keep your flare-up alive. It's going to keep your flare-up present. And it's just going to wake it up over and over and over. So a lot of people might be thinking, okay, Grant, well, you told us what not to do. Well, what should we do? Well, I just want to emphasize first off that knowing what not to do could be just as important as knowing what to do. If what you're doing in your own routine is consistently flaring up your nerve on a daily basis, that's going to prevent you from recovering. So simply stopping what you should not be doing could help you recover. That could be the solution. Okay, so knowing what not to do 
can be a solution. Knowing what to do can be a solution as well. Knowing both is a foolproof plan towards long-term recovery. And that's what we discuss in our program. Now, what are some things you could do? What are some stretches you could do? Well, first off, we could just modify the hamstring and piriformis stretches. How might we do that? Well, we just posted a video on this on our Instagram the other day, actually. If you're typically doing that seated hamstring stretch where you're rounding forward, you're putting tension on that nerve, and you feel flared up after, instead, lay on your back and keep your spine completely relaxing on the floor. This is going to maintain a neutral position in your spine and is not going to increase increase disc pressure. Now, support your leg. Bring the one leg up that you're wanting to mobilize and actively flex and extend the knee, straighten and bend the knee, so that you're basically doing a hamstring stretch but laying on your back. But you're not holding the hamstring stretch. You're not grabbing a band or a rope around your foot and pulling it back as far as you can. You're not doing that. You're just supporting it and you're gently extending and flexing, extending and flexing, stretching that hamstring, relaxing, stretching that hamstring, relaxing, so that you're pulsing it and you're not just pulling on that nerve super hard. This is a more active approach to mobilizing your hamstrings, but it's also mobilizing the nerve. And that could be helpful. That's commonly referred to as nerve flossing. The mechanics aren't quite exactly the same as that. There's additional head movements and body movements that we incorporate, but that is a minor nerve floss in and of itself while also actively mobilizing the hamstring. That is a much better way to perform your hamstring stretches if you want to do that. There's not a single client in our program who we tell to stretch their hamstrings. It's never been a solution for low back pain or sciatica. It never will be, but that's certainly a better way for you to perform these to mitigate the risks of performing it poorly. The same thing goes for the piriformis stretches. Instead of sinking into the pigeon pose and rounding forward or grabbing the knee and cranking your chest as far down towards the ground as possible, instead, sit up tall so you're in a hinged position and while keeping your low back and your upper back as well straight, hinge into the piriformis type position or rest your leg up on a bench or a chair or a table and squat down so that that leg, the one that's on the table or the bench, is going higher and higher and higher to stretch that piriformis, but your low back is not involved. That's another way that you could modify your stretches to reduce the adverse, the potential adverse effect on your spine, on your disc, and on your nerve. These are just some simple ways to modify your current stretching routine, both by removing things that are maybe not so good at this time, modifying them, or adding in other stretches that do not do these things that would be worth more time invested so that you don't continually pick the scab and keep this disc and nerve issue alive in preventing it from recovering. We want to modify what you're doing so you can learn, okay, now that I understand these principles, I know that I should probably not be doing XYZ stretch. And instead, I should be doing XYZ stretch because it matches these principles. That's what you need to learn. That's what we want to teach you so that you can ultimately become in control so that you can achieve long-term results. Following a couple quick stretches on Instagram or YouTube with no real guide or no real understanding of what you're doing or why you're doing it, that is not going to produce long-term results. You need to understand it. And the more understanding you have, the more knowledge you have about the topic, the more in control you will become. And the more in control you are, 
the longer your results will last because you will know the modifications that you can make in your life to keep the process going. And that's what it's all about is you learning what you can so you can maintain the results forever. Because investing in a low back journey, investing in a low back solution should not be a temporary investment. It should be an investment that lasts the rest of your life. So if you're in your 20s or 30s, if you make an appropriate investment into low back education and rehab, that's going to last the next 50, 60 years of your life. That's what this is all about. Giving you the knowledge, putting you in control. So I hope that this podcast was helpful in demonstrating maybe some exercises or stretches you might not want to be doing right now in your rehab journey. And instead, focusing on others that might be a little bit better for you. And if you would like a step-by-step guide to Sataka Recovery, simply join our private Facebook group, Rehab Fix Low Back Program, and you will immediately be tagged in our step-by-step process. So you can just learn for yourself. And if you want any help, reach out. I will answer your questions in this page because we are here to help you find a solution to the number one disability in the world. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like, comment, and subscribe. If you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, please leave a five-star rating and review. That is a zero-cost way to help this podcast grow. Please do that. It would greatly help us reach more people and help other people get out of pain. As always, move more, move in nature, move in the sun. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.